This is a warning. This podcast is not suitable to be listened to around kids and probably not even out loud at the office. We cuss a lot, we drink during the recording, and we touch on some very adult subjects. We recommend listening when the kids aren't around or when you have headphones. Thanks, guys. Bye. This is Jen, and this is the Let's Chat Paranormal Podcast. I'm here with my brother, Eric, and my boyfriend, Jesse. Say hi, guys. What's going on? What's happening? All right, and we are here for episode 58, and we're coming in with a paranormal potluck this week because <laughs> I was very traumatized over last week's episode of Peggy the Doll, so I was like, let's do something that I'm not going to be terrified uh. by. <laughs> yeah, and I have uh, I have some doubts about my own beliefs now because of uh, my personal experience after that episode. Oh, really? Yes, I told you I had a dream about oh, a doll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, gonna... I didn't ask you to elaborate on it because I was still freaked out. <laughs> so, like, I I knew you wanted to talk about it. But I was like, I can't hear this right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have a nervous oh, yeah. breakdown. <laughs> Wait until you hear it. It's fucking. And there's one specific detail about it that is still kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies like it makes my skin crawl because it, it was very pronounced in the dream but we'll get there we'll get there okay okay well uh let's let everybody know you guys can listen to us on apple Podcasts, spotify podbean and wherever you guys are listening to some of y'all uh apparently alexa enabled devices <laughs> thanks <laughs> yeah and uh welcome everybody welcome yeah. i mean we were seeing some big numbers thank y'all yes. welcome to the family thank you for coming in and listening to our older episodes that's very very interesting i'm i'm wondering how y'all are finding us <laughs> um but yeah uh you can send in your stories to let's chat paranormal at gmail.com and you can follow us on the socials both facebook and instagram are let's chat paranormal and wherever you can leave a good review please leave one make sure to share with your friends and family if they're into spooky stuff we'd really appreciate it yeah before we start on our spooky updates though i just wanted to to send out our condolences to our friend Robert's family. Robert yes. was on the podcast on episode 17. He was a very kind man and just very loved by everybody in the That's, toy community yes. here. An understatement. Yeah, it really is. Like he was so loved and we all really appreciated him. So. Salt of the mm -hmm. earth, literally. Yeah, yeah. So. It, it sounds like that. I, I didn't know him personally like as, as well as y'all did. But from everything that I've always heard, it was it was great stuff. Yeah. Uh, so so I, I I genuinely feel like this is a loss to the community and everyone, you know, all yeah. his friends and stuff. So definitely. So. My condolences as well. Yes. All righty. Well, if you want to do listen to Robert's stories, uh, they were on episode 17. He does have some really good ones. I remember just being creeped out by them. So, yeah, just take a listen if you want it to, to hear some creepy stories from a really great guy. But, all right, uh, let's move on now to our creepy updates. Um, yeah, who wants to go first? I guess I will go first because I have minuscule ones compared to you. <laughs> um, so the first one just happened like probably like an hour and a half ago that... 
Butterfingers. <laughs> that uh, just, that just as fast as you drop that five dollar bill from that lady. <laughs> oh my <Is> gosh. <laughs> Anyways, earlier, okay, so you know how hard it is to open our door. Okay. So Jesse has this habit of not locking that door, and it drives me crazy. So you know how hard it is to to open that iron gate door. Yeah, yeah. like so if wind I'm, is not gonna blow it. Yeah. Like you need a. I'm a big girl, and I I need to use some good force to open that door sometimes. So I I'm I do stuff outside like spray paint and you know just stuff that I know I'm gonna be coming in and out. Even though it would be like in between five minutes, I'm like, why am I gonna lock it? Have to use all my strength to open it back up and like you know yeah understandable so I'm, yeah i'm just gonna lock the the, the real <laughs> door you know yeah yeah it makes sense anyways so i was just here on the couch working on my computer and then sal and jesse were back there i think y'all were in his room right yeah we were in his room and so you know there's a very distinct sound when you open our doors the iron like rubbing against the cement well right, we heard right. that Oh, shit. Yeah, like if somebody was trying to get into the house and like we both were like, what the fuck? And so like Jesse ran over here, got his gun because like we literally thought somebody was going to try to break into the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so like he he went out there and there was nobody there. Yeah, and that's because the neighbors were playing basketball. Like they were literally like right there. Yeah. So I came out and they were just like, hey. And I was like, hey. (laughs) With the gun? Yeah, pretty much. No, I never come out like that. I always come out like this (laughs) just so I can be like, anybody out here? Yeah, but no, just the, just a defenseless guy out here. <laughs> so that was one thing. It was very weird, but I was like, whatever. I'm not going to think too much about it because that's how I cope. <laughs> and so the other thing was like just a very very strange dream I had um, that had to do with Sal, and it was I would say like early this morning that I had it. So it was a dream of it. It was Sal and another little kid. And, okay. you know, Sal doesn't speak very clearly. Okay. And, um, okay. He, his vocabulary, or well, so in this dream, he's talking to this other kid, and I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was basically as if he were speaking as if he were like some type of evil entity. He was speaking clearly, speaking words he should never like know as a three year old. Okay. And basically okay. threatening this other child. Oh, like, shit. Like, yeah, like to take him to hell, basically. What the fuck? Yeah. And so it was, this was my dream. And like, I woke up just like, what the fuck? And so funny connection between that. So when she was telling me this, I had just woken up and I was like, oh man, that's terrible. And then she said those exact words. And I was like, that's so fucking weird. One of the stories that that trucker told me was of this kid that they had Mm -hmm. encountered Mm -hmm. and he, he could talk, but it sounded like. The the way he described it is that his voice sounded like if five or six pigs were trying to talk and they could actually vocalize words. Ooh. Oh, okay. And they were saying in Spanish, I am going to get you and I'm going to eat your soul and take you to hell. But in Spanish. Oh, shit. Okay. And it, it, it's that story. I tell you, it's just so far-fetched that like, yeah, how would you even make that up? And when she told me that, she's like, that's so... Just the specific words that she was using at the time I was like that is strangely odd that you would choose those words in your dream and i i hadn't told her like i haven't told anybody about these stories other than y'all's dad because i was like what do you think and he's like man those are crazy i was like yeah <laughs> so okay uh, that those are my creepy updates all right who's it, next? It, it seems like after last week's episode it just was off 
off the the, the, off rails. the rails. Yeah, yeah it just so was fucking crazy. I'm gonna go next to one. I haven't had anything happen in the house. Like I want to okay. stay in the house now. As fucking weird as that may sound, <laughs> I feel safe in the house. Okay, okay. So as soon as I go out. I literally feel like something is fucking watching me outside. Oh, shit. So I was barbecuing yesterday and like it was cold, right? Okay. Yeah. I'm barbecuing. I can feel the heat from the front where I'm barbecuing. And then it just got extremely cold in the back of my neck and and shoulders. And I was like, I was having these uh these foot problems, but yeah. like not crazy where like you could say, oh, I'm in discomfort. But then I woke up the next day after that. Or uh, was it the next day or that same day of the barbecue? It was the same day. I took off my boots and like it literally looked like I had two puncture wounds on my feet. Like if you get crucified kind of thing. Oh, shit. Okay. And Jen was freaking out. She's like, oh, my God, what the fuck is that? And I was like, I don't know. I've never in my life gotten anything like this. And she's like, it it literally looked like if I put my feet together Mm -hmm. and someone just rammed a fucking spike through them in the same spot. It looks gross. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck was that about? And I was like, yeah. Cheddar Peak? <laughs> That's literally what I was thinking. I was like, did I pass out? And it was all like, hey, baby. And I was like, he's like, oh, shit, this boy's drunk. I'll just take a little nibble. <laughs> just a little nibble and go home. God damn it, you lucky bastard. And he's like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want it to be unconsensual. <laughs> I just got to get a taste. Yeah. I got to see what it's about. <laughs> So wait, yeah, my sister's not having it. I'll, I'll tell you later why. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, so that, that's pretty much all right. Good. It for me, whatever okay. is outside, I don't like it, and it, it it's all started <laughs> since I saw that fucking thing back there. You didn't Ooh, even yeah. you didn't even mention that in last week's creepy updates. What oh. the shadow? Yeah, no, yeah, he well, did. Oh, on the on the cortito. Oh, no, no, no. That was, yeah, that was two weeks ago. Yeah, so no. I, I've i been kind of keeping that to the chest. And then we had the Peggy episode, so I didn't want to, like, go off. But, yeah, so uh, me and Eric were having our little discussions. And like most guys do, you know, went to go uh, take a leak in the back part of the house where, like, it's wide open. And as he's talking, I'm, you know, just looking into dead, you know, space. And I see, like, a... a something literally crawling across the the top of the the little shed we have back there on the roof and i didn't think anything of it because i was like possums or a cat right yeah yeah it's only until i was like trying to really with my eyes concentrate on what was it a possum or a cat what was the shape because it was moving kind of like inching slowly and i was like it kind of might be a possum or it could be like a really cool cat yeah you know what i mean like you know how cool cats just like take their time <laughs> all sly and shit yeah. Yeah, yeah and it stopped and i could see it kind of like maneuver where it looked at me like can this is this guy staring at me <laughs> and like i feel like we were like looking at each other like we yeah. realized that we're both kind of looking at each other and that's when i saw it kind of trying to climb up the tree but i couldn't see the tree kind of like buckling under the weight of whatever it would be yeah yeah, you know it makes sense whenever something's climbing a sloth anything you see that kind of it bring the branch down but it wasn't doing that so that's when i was like let me move closer because i really want to see what the fuck this is yeah yeah and trying to avoid my eyes from catching that light so you know like it messes your eyesight up yeah yeah yeah. 
I really wanted to take a good look at it. So I ended up kind of rushing over there and there's nothing there. The branches weren't kind of like swaying yeah. nothing. And I was like, what the fuck did I just witness? <laughs> and after that, I've just never felt the same outside. Just Ooh. Yeah, this I don't. Is just evil forces waiting to come in. Or well, over back there, I don't like going back there. And then in the mornings, when I have to go turn on my car to heat up in the morning, right? Like I'll turn on my my what is it, the high lights or something, uh-huh. the high beams. <laughs> yeah, to just illuminate. So <laughs> yeah, so I can make sure nothing's coming from back from the back. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm watching you, motherfucker. Well, it, <laughs> Poor Jesse's trying to sleep back there. I, <laughs> just, just... I think it's also because I've been reading a lot of the 411 missing oh, cases. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, something just literally snatches people. Mm-hmm. That's why I said, if you find me and my shoes are gone, I didn't do it. I swear to God, I won't. And, that's, the Chattopee. and that's what led me to think about my feet, too. Because I was like, I want to take my boots off. Yeah. Like, I want to take I, the whole time. I was like, I need to take my shoes off. Huh. And I was like trying so hard not to take my boots off like throughout the day. Yeah. He's been wearing house slippers all day. <laughs> yes. Because I'm like, I'm, I want to like try to like heal whatever this is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird. I wanted to take my, my shoes off in the hmm. middle of the day for no fucking reason. Yeah. Strange. And yeah. Okay. Well, because I guess for people that don't know Jesse personally, Jesse, like, either is in work boots or just, like, what are tennis shoes? Sneakers. Yeah, sneakers. There you go. I'm like, what's the English word? Not tennis. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like to walk around barefoot, really. Like, I'll yeah. do it every once in a while, but mm-hmm. it's not my thing. And same thing, like, my knife. Like, even right now, I noticed I'm not carrying my knife with me. I, yeah. It's always on me. And I was like, I went outside to go throw something out. And I was like, well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. But anyways, all right, Eric, how, what's, please tell us your creepy updates. Okay. So it happened that Monday going into Tuesday morning, right? That okay. Monday night going into Tuesday. This is two days after our episode with, uh, with Vince and Peggy the doll and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I get it. I, I was being uh, disrespectful during uh, the episode towards Peggy and stuff. Okay. So, uh, but I, I do want to emphasize two days after I, the, it, the, the thought was not in my head anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I was moved on to the next topic that we were going to cover. I was ready for everything else. Okay. So that night I went to bed and again, not thinking of this, no pre- preconceived notions of, you know, Peggy or anything like that. And that night I had a fucked up dream, a fucked up dream that startled me. For like the next 20 minutes, even after I woke up, I was damn in dread, like in sh- in absolute dread. And I've never been like that. I've It's a completely new feeling to me. Like th- this took you back to like maybe when you were a kid and scared shitless. Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, I was there on the bed kind of just looking at the edges as, because I was like, what the fuck is going on? As a grown on? man, I literally rushed inside the house. Like and yeah. after I came in and like locked the door, I was like, what was I fucking running from? Yeah. And, like, and that yeah, that, that feeling, it was like holy shit, I am fucking scared right now and I don't, don't know, know why. why. Yeah. yeah, I was like, why am I scared to be outside? I was like... <laughs> I'm just gonna say, guys, you guys didn't say thank you, Peggy. Oh, I'm just gonna I, I believe the ditto was implied for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> she didn't like uh, the dollar that we left her. She she wanted the price that she uh, put, originally put on there. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Okay, so... That night, I had a dream about a genderless 
not distinguishable doll, right? About the same size as Logan because he's in the dream as well. Oh, gosh. Right? So uh, there is a lady in the bed uh, laying there, older lady, right? I don't know who she is. I don't know what kind of relation she has to uh, us within the dream, right? She's just there in the bed. Mm -hmm. And Logan is there in the bed with me. And I'm sitting on the opposite side of the bed right across from logan he's sitting there and he's holding this doll like i said it's it's like patched together from what i can remember of like flesh tone fabric and you can see the stitching uh it's genderless it doesn't have a face like you can't see you can't make anything out other than it's a doll and it it looks humanoid right and i look at him and i ask him i was like is that your doll because he's holding it mm -hmm. and he's like yeah dada this is my doll and i ask him well let me let me see it Right. So I grab it. And for some strange reason, it just feels strange. It feels weird. So I throw the doll towards where this lady is also sitting in the bed. And all of a sudden it springs to life and it starts hitting her on the side of the head. Oh my right. God. And it's making so. And, and I'm going to get to the detail what I discover in the dream. Right. So if you were to get like a knife and hit the cement. Mm -hmm. Right. It's making that sound. And this lady is screaming and she's just kind of just laying there getting hit by this after a while. She just kind of goes like silent and just getting hit. And this this uh, picking sound just keeps going and going. So I grab it and I like I pull it off of her and I'm grabbing it really tightly. And uh, I so I didn't feel it physically. But in the dream, I I guess I noticed that it felt like it was filled with nails. Oh, my God. And uh it turned around and started hitting me in the head and I noticed it was a nail in its hand and it started hitting me. So I threw it again and it went back to hitting the lady in the head. And that's when I woke up and I was like, what the fuck was that dream? Like it fucking startled me. It was, it was creepy. And that's where, uh, so like I said, go and get a nail and start banging it on the cement. Don't hit your hand with, you know, the nail just the nail on the cement. And that sound, I realized, you know, because thinking about it after I woke up, I was like, that's the nail hitting her skull. Oh, my and God. That, and that was the, the 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 sound that was so pronounced in my dream. That was the one detail that kept like, like, even now thinking about it, I'm still getting kind of shivers because like just thinking about it, like a nail just hitting a skull. Mm -hmm. And it, it was just like, it was just so startling. And, and uh, out of nowhere that I would, I like, I, I am not lying. I am a grown man and I was scared. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I am completely in dread right now. Actually, one of the warding tools that I used that night. Oh, is yeah, what? the nail. A nail? Yeah, yeah. the nails. I, they're my warding tools. Yeah, literally. Like, they're like, literally behind her. When Oh, shit. I didn't even know that. If, yeah. you, if you reach behind you, they're inside that little... Yeah, it looked like a nail like this, but uh, a lot skinnier and longer. That's scary. And yeah, like oh my God, it was such a fucking terrible experience. Now to say whether or not it related to Peggy, is it a coincidence that it had it had to do with a doll in my dream and all of that? Yeah, absolutely. Could oh. there be connections there? Yeah, absolutely. I but... think it's strange because you've said in the past that you don't really dream. No, yeah. Or, I mean, I'm sure I do, but it is very, very, very hard for me to remember them. 
uh but like yeah when i do they're they're like nightmares and then <laughs> yeah. funny you should say because that's like the most aggravating thing to them is those mm-hmm. things like what those specific nails that are forged with that specific iron mm-hmm. if you take the number that is printed on the back they're printed with a certain number because it's a certain compound and that compound that's made in them is because mm-hmm. now it's like nickel zinc or whatever okay. for nails okay but this is like iron like an actual iron nail. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I. Yeah. I don't know if it has any relation to the to the topic that we covered last week. I don't know, but so I don't know. Fuck, I hate it. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> I hope I'm, that does not seep into my dreams. <laughs> you're gonna be thinking about it now, uh, and it's gonna. I'm it's gonna, gonna watch Encanto you. for the fiftieth time. <laughs> at this point you hate it (laughs) i watch it like every day (laughs) anyways okay are we done with creepy updates yeah uh yeah that's mine (laughs) what are you doing i'm not okay (laughs) (laughs) all right all right okay guys well why don't you guys go ahead and uh sit back and relax i hope that you guys aren't as traumatized as i am right now (laughs) uh go ahead and pop open a beer or i don't know start start smoking if you do but whatever (laughs) all right sit back and relax and let's uh, get started okay so today i am coming at y'all with three little three little blurbs i should say because these were very interesting, but there wasn't a lot of information on them. So the first one is the Devil's Toy Box. Ooh. Yes. Interesting. In October of like tw- it. <laughs> in October of 2014, a small town in Louisiana set up its annual haunted house attraction called Farmer Gra- or Farmer Graves Haunted Orchard. Feeling that the previous years were lacking in the spookiness and scares, they introduced a new installation called the Devil's Toy Box. Oh. The Devil's Toy Box was a small shack that was modified to have mirrors all over to create an endless infinity mirror effect. Okay. Okay, so opening week could only be described as a success if the goal was to hospitalize a bunch of people. (laughs) Wait, that wasn't the goal. (laughs) And so what I mean is that the attraction was shut down after only one week after multiple people were hospitalized after going inside of the devil's toy box. It sounds like a success. (laughs) A feature of the attraction was that outside of the shack, the operators placed a large digital clock to show how long the person inside had been in there and then another one to show the max amount of time that uh, somebody's ever lasted in there. No, oh. yeah. So, so this is, this kind of seems like one of those uh, sense deprivation chambers, kind of, but where it's like you're they're overloading their senses. Yeah. Ooh, strange. So no one had made it past five minutes. The person that did last the longest inside the devil's box or toy box was a fifty-two-year-old man, a father of three. And this man lasted a total of four minutes and 37 seconds. A real jaded man. I get it. <laughs> Older guy. Dad already. Yeah, no shit. yeah I, that's why I made sure to include the dad of three because I was like, why does it matter? I was like, no, no, it matters. <laughs> yeah. After becoming a parent, we realized. Yeah. Things. So, you can stare stuff in the eye and be like, what? 
So after 4 minutes and 37 seconds, he came out wide-eyed and unable to speak. The lore is that the man has not spoken to this day, but considering we don't even know what small town this is from, I think that just may be added to the tale. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good addition. Yeah. It's it, a good addition. But, uh, I like it. Yeah, there, there's no real first-hand accounts except by a... One person that heard about it at school. So, uh, okay. yeah. I thought you were just describing like my dream girl's like <laughs> play toy box, you know. Just oh, my God. All these sex toys and stuff. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Would you like to see my devil's toy box? Oh, my gosh. Ooh, girl. <laughs> Anyways. And he couldn't speak for days afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> True. Okay. So, the next one is... Is very real and it's very tragic. So this one is called the Luna Park Ghost Train Fire. Ooh, what the hell? Yeah. So on June 9th of 1979, around 10.15 p.m., a fire broke out on an amusement park train at Luna Park Glen Elg in South Australia. Around 35 people were to have been on the ride during the fire. And during the hour it took to get the fire under control, it was thought oh my that... God. Yeah. It was thought that everyone had escaped... Sadly, it was found that seven people perished. John, Damien, and Craig Godsey, Richard Carroll, Jonathan Billings, Seamus Rahili, and Michael Johnson. And so what's really sad is uh, all six of these people were kids and there was only one adult. And that was, oh, no. yeah, and that was the parent of the two boys. And the fire is believed to have started from faulty electrical work and was able to get out of control due to a short-staffed crew, low water pressure inside of the park, the lack of coverage for the train in the park's fire hose system, and management ignoring the suggestion to install a fire sprinkler system in the ride. Wow, just all bad decisions. Yes, exactly. Wow. So what makes this story paranormal, though, are the events that happened beforehand. The, the Godsey family were out enjoying a family vacation together in Sydney, and on the last day of their trip decided to go to Luna Park. While waiting for a ferry to take them across the harbor, a tall man approached the family. The man was lean, dressed in a leopard print loincloth. What the fuck? <laughs> wore a giant horned mask similar to that of a bull's head with long hair and a similar animal skin cape. The stranger placed his hand on the six-year-old Damien's shoulder, and somebody took a photo of it. Really? After, yeah. So afterward, the family boarded the ferry, never knowing who the stranger was in the photo. And nobody has ever come forward saying, like, that was me, or I know who that person was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's theories uh, suggested, though, that the man was a demon that was an omen for what was to come. Huh. Or an even spookier one that I think is the man was the god Moloch, and that god is associate, associated with the practice of child sacrifice. Oh, shit. Yeah. Are you sure that's not a demon, or is that Malik? Uh, it's M-O-L-O-C-H. Okay, because I know like one of the princes of hell, his name is Malik. What area would you say this is in again? Australia. Australia. Yeah, it's. I think it's a completely because what is it? Um, he or well, you can actually Google it. Like he's got like a bull's head and everything. I want to yeah. Google this. What, what is it? Look up Luna Malik? Park. Uh, well, I think he wants to look up the the oh, demon. The demon. No, no, the the picture. Oh, okay, Luna Park ghost train demon. Mm. Yeah, because the it's it's an actual like clear photo of this guy with this this child. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's creepy as hell. Yeah. And like now, show Eric, imagine that person coming up and just placing their hand on your son's shoulder. Out of nowhere. Yeah. If you're, it's a novelty, you wouldn't think, you know, any, which I'm pretty sure they were like, oh, nothing, they didn't think anything of it, but. Yeah, like just people in the middle of Sydney, they just, you know, do this and stuff. Yeah. What? Yeah. Know, that's very strange. But yeah, 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 yeah. I, if, I know if that were to happen today, I think a lot more people would just be red flag city. Well, not really. What if you're at like a convention well, they, or they something? They weren't at like a place like that. They were waiting for a ferry. Yeah, but like you, so. Well, I mean, like, I think Sydney is like a really big city, right? Like mm-hmm. a really big town. And you have those street performers, right? Mm, like I wouldn't true. see that. I wouldn't see that uncommon like in new york right yeah. where they mm-hmm. even have you know that the end is nigh i hear there are legit people out there yeah. oh, just screaming like the end is nigh and we're coming to the end of days and oh there's one stuff. in alamo plaza yeah we, is there we really? yeah we <laughs> yeah. we have a bunch of them like i pass by uh the the medical center and there's a bunch of them just no shit well, stationed so and and yeah that's that's where i'm going with that is i'm sure you know you got your street performers and stuff like that so uh who uh, yeah i would totally agree that yeah that a bunch of people would be like hey what the fuck get the fuck away from my kid yeah but then in the right setting it could yeah. just be like uh, yeah yeah true, true and no one really knows what the interaction was right like if they spoke to each other I or if i think or well the mom survived like the mom some she says that for some reason she had like this urge to get ice cream and that she never ate ice cream and it was like the last four tickets they had to spend at the amusement park and like they were all supposed to go on the train but she was like i'm gonna get ice cream real quick wait for me and then they didn't wait for her and that all three of like her family final destination yeah and so like she she's as far as I could tell, she did not say like that there was any like interaction aside from the placing of the hand on the shoulder. Yeah. I wonder if it, so. Huh. What were they doing in Sydney? It it was a family vacation. Oh okay. I was like I was like I wonder if maybe she was had family from there. I was like and they know. didn't. They were all hmm. not natives. I don't know. Well, anywho, so a lot of questions. That's a good. Yeah, that's yeah, that's cool. a good one. Yeah. Okay, so the last one is the cat's kills crone. So I found a first-person account on Reddit of this story. So you can take that with a grain of salt. (laughs) (laughs) You can find the post from six years ago in the paranormal subreddit by user Wigged Hiker there. Or what is it? Wigged Hiker Throwaway. There we go. (laughs) But it's got some missing letters and stuff. But that's basically it. So the story is that two friends went hiking up Catskill Mountain in uh, southeastern New York State. As friends do sometimes, they got off the trail and discovered a cave. Inside of the cave, they found a small figure of a person that had a noose tied around its neck and three nails pounded into each eye. What the hell? Yeah, it's creepy. For huh. s- <laughs> Yeah, for some reason, one of the hikers decided to take the figure home. <laughs> what? Yes. Wow. Yes. What is that? Yeah, I know. Like... <laughs> So this obviously cursed object. I'm just gonna take it home with me. That just makes so, sense. Yes, <laughs> souvenirs. <laughs> um, so within the week, the hiker that took the statue home began to experience weird occurrences. What a surprise! You don't say. <laughs> what I know. So that makes no sense. At first, he said he started smelling weird <laughs> odors and would later pinpoint it to the smell of pond water. 
The statue hmm. would move. That's not very pleasant smell. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Huh. The statue would move from one room to another in the night. On its own? Yes. Wow. Okay. His, All right. His dog refused to go near the object and urinated inside of the house three days in a row, which was not a regular occurrence. Bangs would happen in the middle of the night that would wake him up. Mm-hmm. This is the one that freaks me out. <laughs> Muddy footprints began to appear in the home. Ooh. And he heard knocking. Nice. Yeah, that's not nice. <laughs> and he heard knocking on his door only to find it empty when he opened it. So on the seventh day, all of that was bef- uh, in six days, like boy. <laughs> so on the seventh day, a figure of a crouched, emaciated woman was Ew. seen in the shadows of the living room. Ooh. And they described her as a crone. Okay. So the hikers then contacted a traveling museum who then took the statue off the hiker's hands. The museum is called the Traveling Museum of the World Famous Paranormal in a Coat. The statue used to be displayed to visitors, but was soon known to cause some of the following patrons of the museum that stare too long or touch the statue would become violently ill or have freak accidents. And sometimes they would feel a burning, itching sensation, the feeling of being repelled and pushed away from the object. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. After one visitor touched the statue, they suffered a violent seizure. After this, they enacted a no-touching rule. But shortly after that, the statue was then put in a pillowcase, placed inside of a padlocked box, and then hidden away from the public eye. Ooh. What is our fascination to just randomly touch shit that we know we shouldn't? (laughs) I just... I don't know. I don't know either. But those are my three little stories. But I like them, yeah. Yeah, so the, the cat's... Cats Kills Crone one like really freaked me out and that's the one that I was just like, Why do we do this? But let me let me look let me look it up real quick so you could see the little statue. Okay. Yeah. Let's see if I would have picked it up and fucking took it home with me. Hell fuck no, you would not. I think Eva would have thrown it away. (laughs) My thing is still this, man. Yeah, that is that's wild. Like he got lost going to the BDSM party or something. What? Here, let me let me get a different photo so you can okay. see. Okay. Uh, here we go. This one's a better angle. Not Ooh. to mention that this is what the park looked like. Well, that was a very uh, popular huh. amusement park for the, the Luna Park. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, those are my stories. Okay. So my turn now. And I think I'm going to get my sister with this one. I hope I do. Oh, great. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope I, I add to your fear of uh, swimming in bodies of water. Oh, chingao. <laughs> <laughs> so like I mentioned earlier, I did The Legend of the Water Babies. And uh, it seems like this one isn't a very well-known one. I've never heard but of it's the water a, babies. Yeah, but it's it seems to be like all over the place. So... Let's go ahead and get into this. So let me start off by saying, uh, as we've all come to know, like many legends, there are multiple sources on the matter. Mm -hmm. A water baby is a spirit, a ghoul, or a monster. As different as they are, they all agree, though, that a water baby is native uh, indigenous urban legend of a small childlike creature that lives in the waters, and uh, they are cursed. They are often described as, firstly, let's go through this. They're described as being tricksters, 
Some tales claim that a water baby is merely a mischievous trickster that spends the majority of its time teasing and abusing the humans that walk near its waters. But others describe it as a murderous or vengeful entity. In some legends, it's said that they can crave the taste of human flesh. Those sound like the complete opposite ends of the spectrum. What the fuck? So water babies? <laughs> we'll get into it. Uh, they can either be avenging their own death or merely mindlessly killing machines with only one desire, death. There are few stories about the water babies, but the ones that are out there claim that the lakes and rivers in California, Idaho, Utah, and Nevada are filled with them. So we're going to get into some of the stories that kind of prevail uh, the legend, right? They, they, there's, And like I said, there's many different versions of them, okay? So we're going to go to Pocteo, Idaho, Massacre Rocks. And here, the urban legend of this area states that one year, a terrible famine overtook the land of the Shoshan Indians. They could not feed themselves, nor could they feed any new mouths. Mothers were forced to drown their newborn babies in the local rivers and lakes. It said that the babies changed, though. They grew tails, fins, and gills. They survived the famine by feasting on tadpoles and small fish. Now, these spirits can be seen playing in the canals and rivers around the Shoshan Bonnock Reservation. They never forget the sins of their mothers and wait to claim the lives of anyone foolish enough to approach the water's edge. Their laugh can be heard as they attempt to lure unsuspecting humans to their death. What the fuck? <laughs> so... Next, we're going to go to Pyramid Lake in Nevada. Oh, and Nevada, goddammit. Oh, it. yeah. So the uh, local urban legend here is, and this is a speculated one, right? Because this is this involves the white settlers of the time, right? Just We'll, we'll get there, right? Okay. So this one is speculated uh, to be the tryings of the white settlers at the time trying to rationalize a culture that they did not understand. The local legend, according to the white settlers at the time, here state that the tribe would weed out the weak and unhealthy by throwing deformed or sickly babies into the lake. Hmm. It is said that the angry spirits of these babies have overtaken the lake, and every year these spirits would find an unsuspecting white man and drag him to his doom. Their anger keeps them alive, and they will stop at nothing to exact their revenge. But within the same area, the natives have the myth on this, right? They tell of a different story. So the native indigenous claim that a different tale, their story is of a man who discovers a beautiful woman with a tail of a fish. So a mermaid. Mm -hmm. He brings her back to the lake to be his wife. Soon, though, the tribe demands that the, uh, he take her back to the spot where he found her. Rejected, the creature puts a curse on the lake. And soon after, while doing the daily tasks... Two sisters were working by the water's edge, accompanied by one of their babies. She leaves the little one in the shaded area. Concentrating on their tasks, they do not take notice to the serpent approaching the baby. The serpent eats the baby whole and assumes the form of the baby. After retrieving the baby, unsuspectingly, she tries to nurse her baby. The baby latches its fangs into the mother's breasts and would not release the woman. The sister, not knowing what else to do, retrieves the tribe's medicine man who strikes a deal with the demon, releases the mother, and the, the, the lake would be the domain of this serpent forever. The water spirit agrees. It releases the woman, restores her health, 
And it's said now that it resides within that lake. Wow. Yeah. So. That, one's, <laughs> that one is crazy. Wow. Okay. So now we're going to get into the Ute legend. So I want to state this, right? This lake originally was a sea and covered most of Nevada, right? Oh, okay. Uh, it spans like 122,000 acres. That's how big this lake is, right? Oh, shit. And uh, actually, some of the reservation actually does encompass, uh, encompass this, this a port portion of this lake. So the Ute natives also told stories of a mysterious race of dwarves who also called the lake home. They referred to them as water babies due to their clever tactics in luring people to their death. They would make sounds very similar, similar of that of a crying baby. Unsuspecting victims would rush into the lake in an effort to save the drowning baby, only to be dragged into the depths by the nefarious water babies. But if they managed to escape the clutches of these water babies, they wouldn't necessarily be in the clear. Afterward, it said a huge predatorial man-hating monster that also calls the Utah Lake home would now hunt them. The first sighting was by a European uh, that occurred just at the tail end of the Civil War. When a resident reported being chased to the shore by a 30-foot reptile-like creature, Shit. which then turned around and joined another huge beast and Whoa. then swam off. Shortly after this incident, a different man claimed to see a huge reptile creature with the head of a dog patrolling the waters of the lake. In 1870, some fishermen also found a large, strange skull with tusks protruding from the water. Sightings have continued to occur steadily throughout the late 1800s through the 1920s. So those were all the stories that kind of surround the water babies. Okay. Now we're going to get into some of the uh, uh, strange accounts. Now there's not a like full-blown account there are just small, strange happenings. So let's get into it. It's during the springtime in particular that in and around the area of the lake do strange happenings occur. From an irrational number of fishermen setting out to the lake only to never return to visitors who have claimed to hear the cries and frantic splashings of a child out on the lake mm. and rushing into the water only for the cries to continue to get further and further away from them as they swam almost as if it was leading them to deeper waters oh gosh locals have also witnessed boats being capsized on calm waters images appearing on sonar suddenly then disappearing just as quick families and hobbyists report moans and groans coming from an untraceable location only quickly understanding that they may be in the presence of a water baby and begin to stay still and silent Others who have braved the waters at night have claimed to have a large, shiny, shimmering mass swim slowly underneath their vessel. Hmm. Many have claimed that while swimming in the lake, they would feel as if a hand was tickling their foot Ooh. or grasping their ankle and then quickly releasing it or a mass briefly brushing up against them. Others have had uh, fishing rods ripped from their grasp uncharacteristically from a fish. Like, right? Like, it, it felt like if someone had took a hold of it and then yanked it. Oh, my god! Not like a fish where it, like, grabs it and it, it, you yeah. can feel a tug and stuff. Most of the time, locals explain it away due to the fishermen's lack of respect for the lake and its resources and its inhabitants. Okay. And that's my story about the water babies. Wow. 
That is, I've never heard of them, but that is very interesting. And yes, thank you for <laughs> introducing a new fucking fear for me. <laughs> and you know that the so there is right there is a abnormal amount of uh, fishermen and hobbyists who actually go missing on this lake. Okay. But there may be a rational explanation for this. So this lake is 900 feet deep. Oh my gosh! So most of the time, it's it's impossible to retrieve the bodies. But on the other hand, I mean, you know, <laughs> who yeah. knows what's down there? Yeah. <laughs> Dang. And uh, yeah, if you look it up, that's all you'll find is missing paper uh, posters of just, you know, fishermen and family members. Wow. You know? uh, there's there were like little stories, but they sounded too sketchy for me to include in here. Like mm -hmm. there's one of a lady who said that she was uh, camping out on the lake shore on in her truck. And she propped her door open just a little bit to let air circulate. Mm -hmm. And she says that in the middle of the night, she woke up suddenly, you know, in dread, right? Just fearful. And looking around the truck, which she had covered with like blankets and, and towels to kind of keep the light out. When suddenly she felt the truck move mm -hmm. and the door shut forcefully. Oh, shit. When she looked out that window, she could see a shadow through the cloth that she hung up running away. And then when, the, you know, she, she said she fell asleep unsettledly. And the next morning when she woke up, she saw no foot tracks or anything. She just, you know. I but, wouldn't even be able to sleep after that. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, that one, I mean, like, that could have been anybody. That, that could have just been somebody playing a trick on oh, her. Oh, even yeah. at that, yeah, there's a scary murderer Th out there. That's very true. <laughs> or it could have been a water baby, you know. Also so. a scary murderer, <laughs> according to one side of the legend. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and there is. Uh, it, it, so like a lot of the accounts that I had read, uh, which were very long stories, uh, and most of the time they, they involve like people taking trips down there and describing their whole trip, but it would be their interaction with the locals where like people really, really, really believe in this, uh, because it would always be like, you know, I asked the question about the water babies and you know, the, the local would just get dead serious and be like, you need to be careful out on those waters. You Dang. need to you need to respect the lake. You need to so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I found this one very interesting, and I uh, wanted to try yeah. to scare you. If any of our <laughs> listeners have any, uh, if you guys live near any of these places and like have actually heard of it, send in like your own personal stories. You know, like yeah, I I would love to hear some firsthand accounts of that because I feel like even if it is just like urban legends and stuff there's always like smaller urban legends or smaller stories <laughs> to go with these urban legends you oh know? yeah 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 so, so i would yeah, love to i hear like more. it yeah yeah just yeah, some like be... stay away from nevada gotcha <laughs> <laughs> all righty uh jesus oh okay well um i just want to start off by saying that i originally was going to do uh paramedic tales as well as, as well as um you know uh, law enforcement tales i had done my research you know was ready to go but as you guys know in my job i drive around a lot and i just so happened to have encountered a gentleman at a truck stop slash gas station and he, a very interesting yeah, and, uh, individual. It just so happened that he took notice of a shirt I was wearing and we started talking. <laughs> now, we 
started with some idle small chit chat. He, this is all going to be anonymous because, you know, he doesn't want to be known, but, um, he told me that, yes, I could in fact tell his stories. Yeah. Um, of course I'm not going to name names. I'm just going to tell what he said to me and in my version of it. Um, so yes, uh, we came to figure out that we are both from, uh, the same small town, except he's on the Mexican side of it, uh, across the border. Older gentleman already retired. And this is one of his first stories. So this man is, um, former truck driver. And in the nineties, he was running a trail from no Laredo down to Monterey running freight. And he was mid age at that time. And, uh, a younger gentleman had came into the company. Very cool, calm, collected, not malicious at all. Just a regular young guy trying to feed his family in Mexico. And that what that means is that, um, you know, you have, the faster you deliver these things, the, the more hour, more trips you're able to get, the more money you make. Yeah, yeah. Him being older and experienced, he would tell him, hey, you know, you, you got to rest. You got to, you know, watch your eyes, you know, to take the turns with speed you know you got to be careful there's stuff out here in the road that'll get you oh shit okay him being anxious he had already crossed back into mexico and he was driving along this stretch of the road that was very isolated but it had a few restaurants it was about to get you know it's getting from the dark to the morning he was fixated on the road driving trying to get there as fast as possible and some debris blew into the road and at a quick eyes eye glance he he thought it would, could have been someone so he kind of veered off because he was going pretty fast mm-hmm. and as he leaned over the steering wheel to look at it he saw that it was essentially like a tumbleweed okay okay and he kind of you know, I rode and laughed at himself. Little to, does he know he on the opposite side was a lady crossing away from the restaurants. And oh he shit! Struck her. Oh my god! Like oh shit! By, okay. With the corner of, of his semi, him being young and scared, he did not stop. Right. He just kept driving. Damn. Okay. Back to the warehouse. It was like a, a good another 14, 16 hours. So this man drove 14, 16 hours with that heavy on his mind. Right. Um, so you could just imagine the type of stuff that was going on. So as soon as he got back to base, he told the owners what had happened. The owners go, do you remember? And he's like, I don't even remember what exact spot that was in. And well, they're like, what well, do you know what state in Mexico it was? He goes, no, I don't. I, I panicked and I just kept going. Kept going. Yeah. This is like the 90s, guys. So there's no... Uh, like buildings and stuff like that it's just a long stretch of road and that he he told me owner said you know what it already happened there's nothing we can do you can try to go find yourself he's like but as far as we know just gonna act like it didn't happen go and wash your truck off and take some days off and come back in four days and guy takes the four days off comes back are you good he goes yeah okay well here's your next ride head on out guy takes off Comes back a few couple of days, week later. Tells the owners, like, I'd like a new truck. Oh, shit. Okay. He's all, what do you mean you want a new truck? This is 
a brand new model. It's, you know, it's the 90s. Like, it's brand new. It's got nothing mileage on it, kid. What's wrong with it? It's not driving right. What do you mean? He's like, yeah, we'll, we'll have it checked out. He's like, well, I just want a new truck. Mechanics check it out. There's nothing wrong with the fucking truck. This guy's just spooked about what happened. Yeah. You just spooked, man. He's, he's like, I don't, I don't want it. He's like, well, the only trucks available we have are the older, like, 70s, 80s models. So, yeah, they, they're essentially telling this guy, there's nothing wrong with this truck, man. You know, like, he's just, he's freaking out. He's the, This conscious thing is weighing on him. The only the only truck we have is you know an older model like from seventies yeah. eighties. Um, he goes, I'll take it. You're gonna leave this brand new nineties truck, you know, like the model of the year. He's like, and you're gonna take one. He's like, I'll take it. Okay, as long as he takes it, he keeps going on his routes. Guy never bothers anyone ever again. Yeah, keeps doing his job perfectly. Of course, they get some new hires in and. Uh, they get this older gentleman seasoned already. They tell him, hey, uh, you know, you're about to start. We got this rig. And he's like, holy shit, this is a fucking, a fucking brand new. So what's going on? <laughs> he's like, you're lucky, man. As a, some guy wanted to switch out for the older ones. He's like, fucking idiot. Gets his freight, takes off. After he comes back on his freight, says the same thing. I want a new fucking truck. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. He's like, well, what's wrong with it? Suspension's all fucked. What do you mean the suspension's fucked? It's fucked. I don't know what's wrong with the suspension's fucked. He's like, well, you don't need to elaborate. He's like, I'm telling you, suspension's fucked. It's dangerous. I'm going to die. I don't want this truck because I'm going to kill myself. You guys are trying to get me this truck because I know it's a lemon. It's too good to be true. The guy says, okay. Like I said, we got. I'll take the older truck. That's what I fucking, you know, that's how I trained myself. That's how I did on these older trucks. They're not a bustle for me. Yeah. I'll, I'll pass. So sure enough, pass it off owners are like what the fuck is going on like whatever uh maybe he's an older guy so he's he thought he was getting a good deal he got the new one he realized it's not like how he used to drive yeah. so they that's how they rationalize it you know he's an older guy he older trucks when he got into his new one he didn't know what the fuck to do with it it's just too spiffy for him well again they get another hire this guy's a young new guy yeah you know green still tell him hey and he's like, I'll fucking take it. Perfect. The cab is amazing. They sleep. It's perfect. <laughs> Takes off. Comes back. Same thing. I want a new fucking truck. I don't like this truck. Well, what's wrong with the truck? Kid's hesitating. Tell me, kid. You got to give me a good reason. I can't just fucking give you another truck. He's like, I don't want a new truck. I just want another truck. No, tell me. We won't, we're not going to give you a new truck. you brand new off the fucking thing. You can't do any demands, man. What do you mean you need a truck? Yeah. We're giving you best advantage. He's like, this fucking lady won't leave me alone. Oh my gosh. What? What do you mean? There's a fucking lady in my cab last night. The last night I slept, which I have not slept. Wait, he's all slow down. What do you mean, kid? There's this fucking old Mexican lady that I was thinking I was going to get some sleep and just fucking showed up in the cab and was fucking staring at me. Not saying a word. And I, I backed up against the cab and I'm terrified and she's looking at me dead in the fucking eyes like just looking at me with like i don't know i didn't want to explain it and they're like well what do you mean it's just fucking staring at me like i did something to her and he's like well maybe you were just you know sleep deprived he's like it doesn't start it's that's not the beginning he's like, i've been driving this thing and like as i'm driving i can hear someone from inside of the engine trying to talk to me oh my god 
And I'm like, what do you fuck? mean he's on? The radio. He's like, I turned down the radio. I can he- I can't hear what they're saying, but they're saying something to me. And so what do you mean someone's saying this? Like, I'm telling you, I'm not going crazy. I can hear someone in the engine. I pulled over. I opened up. There's nothing in there. And the first night I tried to sleep, someone rocked the whole semi. Oh and they're like, what do you mean rocked? The whole semi was shaking. Do you know what it takes to shake? And he's like, yes, we know. What do you mean? It was just the whole fucking thing was shaking. I couldn't fucking sleep. I turned it on and took off. And he's like, what? I'm, I'm, I'm the, the airwaves, when I'm trying to talk to these people, I can hear a voice in the static. It's just, I don't want it. Call me crazy. Call me whatever. I'll go to another place if that's it. But I'm not touching that fucking truck again. The guy's like, no, you know what? We didn't tell you there was an issue with the truck. We apologize. We'll give you another truck. Don't leave. Take a couple of days. <laughs> come back. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Fucking something happened. Don't worry about it. We're, you're not going to get that truck. He's like, I don't want that fucking truck. I don't even want to see it. You guys should get rid of it. The owners knowing they have a problem on their hand with this fucking truck and knowing the history of it. They're going, we're still not going to fucking get rid of it. It's a fucking expensive oh ass truck. <laughs> Bring a priest in. We'll do it course they bring a piece in they they try to you know bless it work it whatever it doesn't fucking work that truck becomes a problem to them finally decide to cut ties and they end up selling it to another company oh shit and as far as he knows that's the end of that truck yeah i really hate that wow yeah that was one of the non-scary stories he told me (laughs) that's the non-scary those are the non-scary stories (laughs) what the fuck so then, and how many do you have? Well, he told me about four or five, but I'm only going to tell you guys two. Okay, okay. Now we're going to jump off to, again, this is mid-90s, around the time he was in his heyday. Is this one of the scary ones? No. No, okay. No, okay. okay. So, um, so why am I shaking in my boots? Well, because he says, <laughs> I'm going to start you off slow with stuff that, like, how it started with the weirdness with me in this job. Mm-hmm. Uh, which he's I've already encountered stuff, but this is just the the weirder aspect. So we're all running freight, and I'm talking to a friend of mine, and this friend of mine is talking to me over the CB, and we're you know chatting. He's like, we don't get to know each other because you know we don't have to, we don't sit in an office. Hey, we don't talk. We don't do that kind of stuff. You know, he's like, it's over the CB. Like mm-hmm. we'll see each other when we're running freight, and then that's it. Yeah, yeah. So we're running freight, we're running CB, and um, yes. Uh, sorry, our dog is acting really crazy right now. Um, <laughs> so running CB, <laughs> running to we talk to him, and we're talking, we're shooting the shit, and he goes, "Hey, man, you know, I really want to, you know, get home, tired, blah blah." And he goes, "Ah, you will, man. He's, I'll see you. So you're probably gonna get there before me." You're going up. I'm going down. I'll radio you in. Okay. So that was the end of that. The guy ends up doing his whole route, whatever. Uh, One of the other guys that he knows shows up back at the station where his friend was supposed to show up. Right. He says that he was there and talking to the, I forget. It's like the, the guy that does all the maintenance and the checking and signs you up if you're okay to run another load. Okay. Okay. And he says he was like a there. dispatcher or something. Yeah. yeah. And he's there sitting with them and he gets a call over the radio somewhere around like 
four no no sorry uh five six in the morning he goes hey do you have such and such and such and such truck in your yard and he goes yes we've been waiting on you guys this guy's been back there for like about i don't know like three four hours waiting for you guys to set up a call for him silence okay this is the number this is the person you're saying you have him back there right now he's yes he's waiting for you he's probably asleep do you need me to go wake him up are you guys ready silence again okay i'm going to ask you again this is the number this is his license plate this is the driver's name you have physically spoken with he's like yes i did the inspection he's good to fucking go why oh shit that's not not possible he can't be back there you think you've made a like a clerical error or something he goes can you please go check the number again he goes no i'm not gonna go check the number again because i talked to the guy i looked at him he told me he was ready for a second thing and i got i'm too busy for this shit yeah i'm not a rookie Dude, that guy crashed and died somewhere around four in the morning, man. His his whole semi is like gone, gone shit. destroyed. Yeah, yeah. destroyed. You you've got it wrong. That's got to be another truck because this guy came in. He goes, no, your numbers, his, you know, number that he uses, his license plate, his freight that you checked in. It's wrecked on on the road, man. I was like, they're literally picking it up right now bull fucking shit he's here he goes well go get him goes to the yard truck's fucking gone <laughs> start telling him you fucked up he's like no I didn't fuck up go to the fucking cameras then what do you mean he's like, go to the cameras we have short circuit cameras rewind that shit they go to the cameras they show this man at the his tower station looking at the cameras he starts talking on the thing no audio of course opens the fucking yard door yard door opens you go into the bay guy comes out starts shining his flashlight like he's looking at a semi starts kicking like there's tires but there's nothing there he runs the length of what a semi would be yeah keeps kicking the tires Gets down on his back, is looking up at where the spares would be, just doing his local normal checkup. Yeah. And on the side that would be the driver's side, he grabs onto a fucking handle, steps on something, and steps off the ground. What the fuck? Clear as fucking day on the camera. You can see this man lifted up off of the fucking ground on a camera like he's talking to someone and he's waving... And he's writing things down, and you could tell the dude's talking to someone. Yeah. That was the door again. And he's talking to someone, and he's literally. Yeah, I heard that, that too. That's that what it's Yeah, the gate door again. Lola, why is it even open? Well, because we've been going out. <laughs> Holy shit. There's nobody out there. yeah he's fucking in plain fucking view they can see that this guy is inspecting something that is there but isn't fucking there yeah and like physically interacting with something too and so 
there's proof that something rolled in and out because they said that they could see the treads of something going in there. Yeah. And the the way that the situation was handled is that they kind of just let it go, but this guy couldn't let it go because he was going around the office and literally going like, you remember me getting there? Like, yeah, I remember you getting off. He's like, you remember me saying, this guy's here kind of early. And they're like, yeah. And I told him, this guy's really nice guy. Like, and they were like, yeah. So they're just going on and off about it, trying to make this guy feel better. And this guy's like, I'm not crazy. I saw this fucking guy. Yeah. He's trying to like rationalize. Yeah. He's it. like, yeah. I fucking spoke to him. Uh, which would later, they dropped the incident. They never bought it up again. It never happened again. But he only stayed there for a couple more months and then he, he quit. He was like, can't do this. Yeah. He, he just couldn't rationalize it in his brain. Wow. And, uh, he, he quit because, I mean, he said he literally had a, 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 and in the camera, he says you could see him. He spoke to him for like a good 10 to 15 minutes suspended in midair and nobody could rationalize it the owners fucking destroyed the tape and they had the area blessed and it it wasn't like a a recurring haunting it was just that one specific moment i mean i i could i could only assume what that could do to like an individual's mental stability and is like literally seeing this and and seeing you interact with something that isn't there yeah and, and he says it's a recurring thing for these guys they they know stuff like this happens but they don't want to talk about it they there's a lot of like omens that they know already they know there's a lot of red flags when they see something they instinctively know i have to slow down and be extra cautious and don't stop here and this is not any u.s highways these are like mountainous in the middle of nowhere mexico 90s highways i'm pretty sure they've improved maybe by now but he said these were like no man's lands at, at some point yeah 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 and you know uh I, I, this is i mean it's not gonna be off topic but it's gonna kind of be off topic right but when i was younger the idea of being out in the middle of nowhere right where you're so i i think what they used to call it was riding the waves right where you yeah. were literally out in the middle of nowhere the only thing you had a connection to to like you know society was, was your cb was your cb right riding yeah. the waves mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, being one of a handful of people in a diner off of Route 66 or something, literally getting lost in, you know, the country of the U.S., you know, like that, that was so intriguing to me. Uh, well, I mean, prime example, I know it's going to fucking go off into a comedic point, but Pee Wee's Big Adventure when he yeah. picks up fucking <laughs> what's Bertha, yeah. or, uh, large, large Marge. Large there Marge. Yeah. Like uh, he's he's told me that he's gotten some of these guys that. Uh, he talks to on a regular and they would CB him and they would have conversations only to come back and be like, nah, that guy's been dead for weeks, bro. Oh, oh shit. Oh shit. And he's like, they, it, it always happens. Like how they say celebrities, it happens in fives for them. Yeah. So whenever someone would crash, they would all be on edge because they was like, who's next? And then who's next? And then who's next? Until like the series yes. of five. And so there was a lot of like, so when these crashes happen, he says, they don't happen because of us. Something makes us swerve. Something makes us break unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. And it, that's just the way it is. You, so, you, you know, it's a very on edge 
incident, you know, he's, yeah. he was just really breaking it down for me where it made sense. And he just seemed very sincere and like truthful about it. I could see it in his eyes where he was like kind of looking down and like trying to rationalize what he was saying. Yeah. Even to me after so many years, this is like a 67 year old man. Yeah. 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 And I could hear the crackle in his voice and, you know, his other family members that were like, yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah. I remember that when that happened. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, man, these are amazing fucking stories. Oh, yeah. And I think that's like a whole other little genre of uh, unexplained happenings out on the road. Because, I mean, like you said, these guys are out on the road by themselves for hours Mm -hmm. in the middle of nowhere with a CB. And that's it. Yeah. Needless to say, after I took off and drove in the country for the (laughs) continuing of my 12 hour shift, I was a little bit on edge about stuff um <laughs> and I, yeah i was just i was very weary of stuff because oh, yeah. i was like am i not seeing am i taking all these because he says if you're not out here he's like you won't know what to expect he's yeah. like we're out here this is our lives so we spend more time on the road than with our families yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know and i was just like Holy you know shit. uh maybe y'all know or maybe one of the listeners out there knows there is no in between with me like i said the idea of being out on the road in the middle of nowhere alone the isolation has always it's it's almost satisfying to me it's almost calming that's how i've always felt about it that's why that's why i love it yeah because i'll pull over and i'll just get out and just look at the yeah the, yeah. the emptiness of it no well, no, no so, noise no car pollution yeah no nothing just you can hear the earth yeah and i love that and and see mine is more of the idea of literally being lost right driving down a long stretch of road and then coming up to like like i said a little cafe diner where you know like the only people you're gonna see are other drivers like you in there and they're all alone on the road just like you so like i said there's no in between with me so that is very peaceful to me or a huge immense crowd where you could get lost in what where like nobody knows who you are that's why i like always fuel up i always have extra water i have extra stuff i even Mm -hmm. have a life straw which jen looked at me like i was crazy like if i have to (laughs) suck water out of out of a creek when it happens I'll, i'll be able to and i'll know that i won't be like getting sick no no yeah i mean don't yeah don't don't uh don't listen to my sister about that because i actually have bug out bags for, yeah. for all the boys and, they're, they're, and i have life straws in there too uh, I, like i said if i disappear out there freaking out and my shoes are taken off i did not take them off i will never take my shoes <laughs> off on my deathbed i will die with my boots on so something happened to me and i will not fold my clothes up neatly yeah, very true. I will always not be in my underwear, so just know that <laughs> if I'm in my. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was it for me, as far as well, too that, good. Yeah, I I gotta say, me. I think the next time we do a, a potluck, I'm mm-hmm. gonna try to look for truck driver stories. You that is such a good. Topic. So I am getting an actual update from him from a story. Really, that when he told it to me, I. It's just fucking crazy and uh, we're waiting on some details some key details uh from his uh cousin he's a state trooper from mexico okay he quit the force because of that incident Mm -hmm. and his partner committed suicide because of that incident 
and uh, the documents had to be forged. Uh, it, it was just a, a big little incident that happened when it did yeah, happen. Yeah. Um, like and, it was a contain. It was a huge incident, but it was contained. Yes. Um, yeah, and okay. um, I hope to in the next uh, potluck to do that. And then I have uh, two other incidents that he told me about as well that also involved and affirmate some of my um, beliefs <laughs> and certain things that are out there. Mm. And is it a dog man? It is kind of like a dog <laughs> man. Oh my gosh. But um, it will literally make you feel like you're going to fucking shit your pants because the way he told it to me, he didn't tell, he doesn't tell me what these stories like are going to evolve into. He just starts telling me like if you're telling someone like how your day was, you can't fake that. <laughs> yeah. You just yeah. start telling him like, oh, this bitch, fucking Susie. And like, he's literally like, ah, oh, this motherfucker. And he's using like that kind of language. And he's yeah. like, naming everybody by name and nickname. And he's describing the day and what he fucking ate, which a lot of the stuff that I left out. Yeah, yeah. Which is something that I would have loved for our listeners to experience because it's just so realistic the way he's explaining to it. He, he takes no pauses to think other than to interact with his family which are telling him like oh yeah like he was the guy that and he's like yeah and then he we got a present from him he's like yeah is that the guy you went out drinking it's like yeah you know he's a fucking little yeah. you know whatever and it was just that interaction where they were validating his story like like yes. this is a legit person like we knew, yeah yeah and, yeah and he's like oh yeah like and i was like <laughs> i was like you can't fake this like this is like yeah they would literally would have had to have re rehearsed this pre-hand for me to go in there <laughs> And which it wasn't the case. It was like so spontaneous, but so fucking creepy at the same time because they're very devout Catholics. Their house was full of like nothing but. And that's what makes me think that the people that have the most Catholic stuff up and stuff are the people that have literally kind of may have experienced something that really drove them to feel like they need that spirit blanket. Yeah. Or a security blanket around them. Huh. Because he's, yeah, because he's like, you don't have anything in your truck that, uh, that's like protection wise. And I was like, well, I didn't think I needed it in the, he was like, I thought all I needed to do was lock my doors in Marbach. <laughs> and, uh, he's like, no man, he's all, you're out here. He's like, you gotta be careful. And I was like, okay. And he, he gave me some objects that I have in my truck that he felt like he kept in his <laughs> truck in the heydays. And I was like, I feel a lot better now. I still, nice. I still ain't getting on my damn uh, truck whenever I see something. But thank you for <laughs> oh, passing man. by an incident. Going, nope, sorry, man. <laughs> I ain't getting got you, today. You got me interested in these these truck driver tales now. I I want to go look them up. Those those are so good. Those yeah, are really good. But right. uh, yeah, uh, when I used to work at HEB and we would get the HEB drivers on light duty, they would mention about seeing some weird stuff out on the road. So that oh, sounds yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. Actually, I worked with a guy. So this isn't a paranormal story, but just to, to kind of really emphasize the craziness that some of these drivers see. I worked with a guy uh, who came from truck driving back to the warehouse and he said it was one night in the middle of the night that it was icy, you know, in the middle of, you know, like the hill country or something, long stretch of road. And he's driving cautiously. And in the distance, he sees what he thinks is sirens, right? It's just lights just, you know, circling, right? Mm -hmm. And he says 
that as he's approaching it, he starts realizing it's a fucking car out of control just <gasps> spinning down the road. Oh, my God. Like that. And he he drove by it. Like, it looked completely in control, right? It was just spinning down its lane to where he could drive by it safely. And he just he just saw a car spinning down the side of his what fucking rig. Fuck? <laughs> yeah, they see some crazy shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, <laughs> one incident that... Uh, he, scarred me when he told me was like he says that it was about i don't know some wee hours of the morning and they were all running a route down in this place because they were they had just had a major earthquake in mexico okay and they were trying to take supplies back and forth and on this one specific night the cb blew up what the fuck and people were like if you see this do not pull over this is not real. Do not pull over, please. And he's like, well, what are you talking about? And he's like, when you see it, you'll know. It's gonna, You're going to want to get off, but it's not. It's different for everybody. And he was like, who's playing with it? And then his friend, uh, our name is, is call him El Pollo. He's on like, holy shit. He's like, I just fucking passed by and this fucking car was on fire. And this lady was screaming to help me get her baby and i was gonna pull over and then i saw she had no fucking feet what the fuck so i kind of just fucking blew on by and then as i looked in the back room it was gone and he says he was driving uh down to colima in that same route to drop off some shit and he says that an old man and an old lady were by this truck that was pulled over and they were sitting on the bed of the truck kind of like just waving towards him to stop yeah but they were acting like they were shivering but he says that the way that they were shivering this he he couldn't he'll never forget the smiles that they had so they had (laughs) these like like these very uh, he the way he described it especially was a complacent like they were trying to make him seem like they weren't any threat Ooh, okay like it was unnatural and it and was... yeah and the same thing with the shaking because they were like and he was like dude it was like fucking like 90 degrees 80 degrees still hot out there like yeah it, it wasn't even like that much after he's like i had my windows rolled down he and he, he said that the, a, a fucking distinct odor of like death hit him oh, as, shit. He, as he hit that and same thing he says as soon as he saw the back he couldn't see him he says maybe my lights didn't hit it because you know how it's dark so you see it yeah and then after you're but he says my cab has lights like you know the, the trailer has lights yeah. all the way through he goes if i look over i can still see like the reflectors and he's like i couldn't see shit it's like if they just went back into darkness Ooh, nice and nice. i was like so he yeah he had a he had a bunch of shit that oh yeah you know what Next next one, Tales from the Roads. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That, I like it. That would be it. a good one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, my sister is spooked right now. I'm very and pooped. <laughs> very pooped and spooked. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Oh, God. Jesse always gets some good ones. Dude. He got a good one that time, too. To terrorize my night. <laughs> where I'm not going to be able to sleep. <laughs> what? Well, you should say, I think the word is thank you for not telling me earlier. And this carrying across. Because <laughs> I told gonna... these to your dad way before you, and your dad literally was like, holy fuck, like, 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> I told him the one where I know the partial details too. And your dad was like, holy. He's like, what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. He's like, holy shit. He's like, you could make that into a movie and it would be original. I was like, yeah, you literally oh, could. Shit. All right. <laughs> so my sister is going to be dreaming of uh I don't want dolls. to dream about anything. And then in the morning, she's going to see people shivering under no. y'all's carport. Oh, my God. No. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> You're going to turn on my car. The hell I am. You, you better invest some money on that remote control starter. Guess who's watching Encanto tonight? <laughs> He's like, shout out to Mother's Window Tint. <laughs> Why'd you make the choice for a remote uh, starter? She's like, ghosts. <laughs> for sure, ghosts. But then if, if I if I don't go and like turn it on myself, it's like, how will I make sure there's not a serial killer in my backseat? See, it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a conundrum, as they say. I was going to say, you're going to jump in your car, not warmed up, and you're just going to see the breath of air like oh, on the side of you stop why are you doing this <laughs> from the back seat <laughs> she's like, i can't be any more spooked and pooped than i am now <laughs> i am out of poop <laughs> oh my gosh all right let's wrap this and up this was supposed to be the the calming i know the... this this was supposed to be like <laughs> light-hearted but no and all right anyways it would have been it would have been if i would have gone with my original uh content not scary as but this guy really fucking and pooped you well he drove it home yeah like i said he really drove it home (laughs) unintentionally because like i said there was a lot of banter going on but like when he got to the meat of it that he was telling it i could fucking feel it and like his family was just like just silently this is why i don't wear boxers (laughs) Oh, commando. Yep. Anyways. Okay. So, um, all right, guys. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you heard the the door go or try to open in the middle of the episode or close. Who knows what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, these things don't like iron. So they could have been trying to open it because they were sealed out during the Peggy thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I removed all this stuff. So, you know, who knows? Oh, man. All right. Well, thanks for listening. I hope you guys have a great week ahead of y'all and stay hydrated and all that good stuff. All right. Thanks. Bye. She will go be scooped and boop now. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go cry in a corner. (laughs) Bye-bye.